There was one man who Jesus himself said was the greatest man born of woman. As we study through the life of John the Baptist, we will discover why God used him in such a powerful way. Join us now for today's study. We've been making a journey over the last several weeks with one of my favorite Bible characters, a man that I've come to know in a greater way and love and admire, a man I'm looking forward to meeting someday. I've met him only on the pages of Scripture, but he's real, and the truth from his life is real. This man is John the Baptist. I hope you've enjoyed this journey with me. We've come now to the end of John's life. He will shortly die. He'll shortly give a message to Herod that Herod, and more important, Herod's wife, his, his family members will not appreciate and it will cost him his life. One day, one unnamed day, we don't know exactly when it was, John the Baptist will be beheaded. And that will be the end. Oh, but not the end. No, a glorious beginning to that eternal glory that John entered into. And the wonderful thing is that John finished well. He didn't finish well because it was easy. His life was hard from start to finish. Most of us are so everlasting spoiled, we don't know what real struggle and sacrifice is. But John the Baptist did, especially as he neared the end. The Bible says in Matthew 11, verse 2, when John had heard in the prison the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples and said unto him, Art thou he that should come, or do we look for another? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Go and show John again those things which ye do hear and see. Sometimes we need to hear it again, don't we? The blind receive their sight, and the lame walk. The lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear. The dead are raised up, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. And then this powerful verse, I hope you'll make it your own. Maybe write it somewhere. Put it somewhere that you'll see it frequently. Meditate on this. And blessed is he whosoever shall not be offended in me. We've been talking about what John the Baptist did in the prison. In his doubt, in his difficulty, in his disappointment, how did he deal with it all? How are you going to deal with it all? Well, number one, he talked to Christ. We begin in prayer. Number two, he learned to listen to God. He heard the voice of the Lord through the Word. And I tell you, there's great peace and help there. But there's a third and final thing. Don't miss it. Verse 6 represents it. And blessed is he. Oh, what a rest. Blessed is he whosoever shall not be offended in me. Number three, he simply rested in Christ. There comes a moment in life when you can't change things, you can't fix things. But once you've talked to God about it, once you've gotten God's Word for your own soul's sustenance, all you can do is just rest in the Lord. That's the essence of faith, to believe that the Lord knows best, that His choice is best. Listen to the Word again, And blessed is he whosoever shall not be offended in me. It doesn't say, blessed is he that gets out of prison. Blessed is he that prospers. Blessed is he, whosoever shall not be offended in me. Will that be you? Will that be me? Are you a whosoever? We like the whosoevers that attach us to the great blessings. Uh, but what about this blessing? Are you living this kind of blessed life that no matter what happens in life, no matter how it turns out, 
you're not going to be blown off course because you're resting in the Lord Jesus. Right now, my mind goes to those three Hebrew children who would not bow. You remember, they're going to be cast into a burning, fiery furnace. And they say to the king, we're not going to bow. We believe our God is able to deliver us. Somebody said, wow, what faith. They go on. We believe that He will deliver us. Someone says, now that's real faith. Actually, the greatest statement of faith is their last one. They say, we believe that God is able to deliver us and He will. But then they say this, but if not, but if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not bow to your idol. You see, that's not the if of doubt. That's the if of faith. It's the if that abandons itself to God. It says to the Lord, Lord, whatever you choose, if it's not my way, if your way is higher than mine, better than mine, I'm going to simply rest in your choice. I believe that is exactly where John the Baptist came to. Some people have called this verse the new beatitude. You remember the beatitudes that the Lord Jesus gave? Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Well, let's add this one to it. And blessed is he, Jesus said, whosoever shall not be offended in me. There is a joy in resting in Jesus Christ. Hudson Taylor, the great missionary, the man who started the China Inland Mission, went through a real wilderness desert experience in his own life. Worn out, exhausted, unable to do much of anything, he once wrote to a family member these words, When I cannot read, when I cannot think, when I cannot even pray, I can trust. Isn't that beautiful? Listen to it again. When I cannot read, when I cannot think, when I cannot even pray, I can trust. There may be moments in life when you feel like you can't even pray, you can't even read, you can't even think. But at that moment, my friend, you can rest. You can trust that the Lord has everything under control. This truth that we've been studying is not only for you and for me, it's for others. See, there are suffering people all around us. There are hurting people. There are lots of people with questions. Have you noticed that? Did it ever dawn on you that not only did John get his questions answered, but those two disciples that he sent to Jesus got their questions answered too? I love this, that in the midst of his suffering, John was still pointing others to Jesus. Perhaps at no time in life will you have a greater opportunity to point people to Christ than at your lowest moment. You see, that's where people want to know if your faith is real, if your Christ is real. And so I want to challenge you to take these truths that we've studied, that we've made our own and we're rejoicing in them, and pass them on to someone else. With that in mind, I want us to end our study, our journey, not with John. I want us to end this particular study with the Lord Jesus. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse number 1, we read these words. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. By the way, John the Baptist is one of those witnesses to us. He says, Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before Him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider Him that endured such contradiction of sinners against Himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. Ye have not yet resisted unto blood, striving against sin." You know, you and I, we've not striven against sin, battled with sin like John the Baptist did. We certainly have not died for our faith. 
And even John the Baptist did not go as far as the Lord Jesus did. The Lord Jesus Christ dealt with a conflict that no man on earth has ever experienced. How are you going to get through your prison time? How are you going to get through your wilderness? How are you going to get through this, this season of your life? Only one way, the same way John got through it, by looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Can't you hear the words echoing that Jesus said, And blessed is he, whosoever shall not be offended in me. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in His wonderful face. And the things of this world will grow strangely dim in the light of His glory and grace. When we all get to heaven, when we all finish our race, when our journey is run as John the Baptist was, we're going to gather around the nail-pierced feet of Christ. And when we get there, we're not going to talk about our wilderness and our desert and our solitary place and our prison. We're not going to talk about our Herods, our enemies, our struggles. We're all going to talk about Jesus. He's the only one that matters then. He's the only one that matters today. And this journey with John the Baptist leads us not to John, but to Jesus. And now, at the end of his ministry, he's still doing the same thing. He's pointing others to Jesus Christ. Would you look away from yourself today and look away from your situation and look away from the people you're surrounded by? Would you look away by faith to the Lord Jesus? Would you live the blessed life? Would you not be offended in Him? Would you continue, and by the grace of God, as John did, would you finish in faith? Thank you for joining us for today's study. On our website, scottpauley.org, you'll find a link through which you can invest in the gospel. Would you consider giving a gift to help us extend God's word to others? You'll also find many other encouraging resources. Until we are together again, may God help you enjoy the journey.